If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome back to Paranormal, everyone, your favorite non-investigative but still spooky, scary paranormal podcast. I'm Nicolina. I'm Cody Crane. (laughs) (laughs) Cody Crane. And tonight we have the creators of the podcast, Spencer Wants to Know, Spencer Litzinger, and Eli Bovard. The weekly podcast centers around Spencer, who revisits her childhood learning struggles while her boyfriend, Eli, quizzes her on different subjects to see if she can redeem herself and learn things along the way. And we'll also talk about some creepy stuff as well, since Spencer seems to be pretty big into the paranormal as well. I wore my spooky PJs. (laughs) I saw that. She's wearing spooky PJs, everyone. There's ghosts and pumpkins and... Pumpkin lollipops. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you for doing that and coming on brand for the show. We're excited. Um, yeah. So I know you guys have, uh, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about you guys and the podcast and everything, and then we'll get into the spooky stuff. But first, let's talk a little bit about the both of you and why you decided to launch the podcast Spencer Wants to Know. So if you guys don't mind sharing... <laughs> Uh, so me and Spencer met in a, a sketch troupe and, uh, and I think we sort of wanted to be comedy partners together. And then I guess during the pandemic, we thought about doing a podcast and I know that Spencer really struggled in school, went to summer school four times, failed a bunch, uh, <laughs> barely passed high school. Barely. And I think she always, at least, sorry? <laughs> I was going to say, at least you have a sense of humor about it. I feel like some people wouldn't be able to like talk about this publicly as much as you are yeah definitely it, it took some time sorry you keep going though oh and I think Spencer like always considered herself to be you know less intelligent because yes. she got bad grades and yeah. has trouble spelling but I would say like no that's those aren't really signs of intelligence yeah you are very... he'd tell me that all the time I remember walking down the street and I'd be like oh I feel so dumb because I can't spell and you would you would say that it's not a sign of intelligence yeah and I started to believe him yeah <laughs> 
That's. Do you believe him now? I think or so. You yeah. Still start, you're still <laughs> I, accepting it. I think I believe that there are lots of different types of intelligence, and I definitely fall into like the creative genius. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I just want to make sure yeah. the genius is in there. <laughs> but I, for me too, like I kind of got tired of not knowing things. Like there. Oh gosh, we still have a lot of episodes to do. Like weather is a big one for me. I don't understand temperature, and I never have. I remember like writing my dad text, being like, "So what do I wear today?" Which is really a weird thing to say that <laughs> you're writing your dad, but he'd be like, "A sweater." <laughs> That was my like you didn't understand like what it meant to be twenty degrees Celsius exactly. out, or Still, like, it just didn't no compute. No computing. Is that is that due to your um uh, what's the word dyscalculia math thing? Yeah, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, dis- is that related? I don't know if it's related necessarily. It could be because that is a number twenty cells twenty. I have a learning disability. I think you also have knowledge in your head, but you have trouble accessing it. <laughs> <laughs> I need the key. Yeah, I missed a lot of school, so I remember. Right. I remember, like, oh gosh, having to come in after classes that I missed just to learn how to read a clock, and it took so long. <laughs> well, well, today you were thinking of becoming a, so a traffic reporter in a helicopter for the radio. But you realize you can't say, like, oh, traffic going northbound because you don't know. Excuse me. I, that stuff <laughs> I w- is not I was easy. not. I don't get that stuff either. Thank you. I was not thinking about doing it. Someone said, do you want to do that? And I said, no, I don't know north and south. <laughs> no, me either. I don't. I don't have dyscalculia, but I definitely don't know that either. Uh, it's actually not my first encounter with dyscalculia. My best friend like she has not been diagnosed with it but she's self-diagnosed herself with it and I was like what is that so I do know a little bit about it um and I see like she struggles like just with basic you know just basic stuff that it comes naturally to a lot of people and uh you know she's not a not intelligent person she's very good at writing she's very good at um words and uh like she's her own kind of walking thesaurus, Amazing. so that's her strong suit. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's. I nice. mean, I got, t- I got two things here. Number one, Nicolene, I thought I was your best friend, uh, and that didn't sound like a description of me. And number two, with weather, I don't think they teach that in school, do they? I don't know. I can't remember. I think they, do. Uh, they do in like elementary. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like they. D- <laughs> Do in Cody, like do preschool, know? they teach weather. I'm pretty I sure. Mean, I I understand weather. I understand <laughs> like I look I look at the weather report. I ask Google to read me the weather, <laughs> and everything. I I I know uh, that the rain symbol means it's raining, um, but <laughs> but I don't remember how it got into my head. Mm. That's the thing. I don't know. I don't know that school. My I don't think my school <laughs> taught that. I don't think it did. They went down a like they didn't have a class for it, but they definitely had like some tutorials and like some you know a, a minute or two between like lunch or something where the teacher told you what like weather was and to have the thermometer and the levels and stuff. Maybe know. an early I just, science. Visually, I remember that. Yeah, I'm start. You what? say thermometer, and I'm thinking about I'm thinking about its red ink inside of it. It's, Absolutely. It's That's all I remember. Oh, it's mercury. <laughs> <Not red ink. laughs> it's mercury. You're right. It is. But I remember the classes you know telling me not to drink that. <laughs> 
I do specifically remember that. And it looks so tempting, honestly. Like, it just, it looks so cool in the little thing that you kind of want to when you're four. It's like yogurt, too. Um, yeah. so, so, basically, uh, the show, I just, I wanted to learn these things I didn't know. And the only way I felt I could do it was in, in an entertaining way with stakes, where we're making an episode every week. And that that's it is helping me learn more things. But like I said, there are so many topics, so many holes that are going to be filled. And we've got Spencer's old report cards, too, to sort of dissect why she failed each class and what she thought of this. So, Eli, are you like researching all of this on the side and then bringing it all to her? Uh, Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, I filed a freedom of information request and the government sent me just every single report card and a psychological evaluation of Spencer as a 10-year-old. Okay, this is his ongoing joke. The report cards he had, because my dad kept them, the psychological thing, he... My dad kept it, but it's his it's his go to joke. But he is producing every episode. I never know when I sit down what the episode topic is going to be. And I haven't looked at my report cards. Some of these <laughs> self written reports are funny. I was so funny. Oh, your self evaluation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't recall getting a chance to self evaluate. In uh, what ages were you able that was to do that? Elementary, elementary, high school. Oh, okay, no okay. But it's just like it's yeah, basically. I say- <laughs> I'm basically like, yeah, <laughs> I may not be very good at these things, but I'm trying. So you should pass me. <laughs> like it's very schmoozy. <laughs> Selling yourself, yeah. yeah, just trying to s- use car salesman your way through elementary school. <laughs> exactly. Cody, were you good in school? What was your experience like? Well, I think, like, uh, I mean, I I was doing pretty well in elementary school, and I remember that uh, in high school, they made me, there's applied and academic classes, right? Yes. And when I went in there, the guidance counselor made me take all applied. And I was basically, I was basically like very bottom marks in grade nine and 10 Mm -hmm. until in grade 11, I had so many friends in the academic. I'm like, I really want to do this. I think like I can do this. And I had to get two teachers to vouch for me, which I got my English teacher and my uh, history teacher to vouch for me to go up to academic courses. And then after that, I became an Ontario scholar. I had an average of like 92 or something like that. This is a kidding me yeah Yeah. that is a story that is a story it's crazy you know what I dislike about this story is that you got pigeonholed into being an applied potentially person the rest of your life and you had to fight to prove that you were smarter (laughs) than what other people told you you were which I think is insane because you're 14 like you may not have hit your stride yet you may not have really kind of you know the other factors going into grade nine may have impacted why you weren't technically an academic or whatever or maybe it was a school you went to like you don't you never know um yeah i think like the big thing because everyone learns different right and like that's the thing with uh, you're saying with like learning disabilities like it's your podcast is inspirational for this reason right and like i know for me growing up i wasn't learning unless i was challenged Mm -hmm. like i found that everything was too easy so i didn't put any effort into it i had that too yeah so you're bored i also i I love that story so much but I also want to say the idea of just being like I gotta be with my friends in academic and I'm gonna get there and now I'm a 92% scholar friends are you 92 also and then you go too high up and now it's like oh no like 
Like now you're flying. I've left them behind. You've left them behind. <laughs> Did you rub it in the teacher's face that said you had to be an applied? Well, now now I am. Like I I send like messages to them now. I'm just like, look at me. I'm on TV. You want to name and shade? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. You are on TV. I was listening to you guys talk. It's just like that's that. Well, I love that that story of like you. So do you still find that for yourself? Like you need to have determination, like a reason to push you to that greatness that's in you. I mean, yeah, that's th- a good question. The things that I focus on now, I like. I'm really passionate about like uh, psychology, and I'm passionate about like English and writing and everything like that. So I everything that I write about is what I'm passionate about. So if I'm wanting to write about a certain thing, like whether it be a career that someone has in the world that I'm creating, then I I am very passionate about learning a lot about it ah. and getting really deep into it. But other than that, like if I don't care about it now, like a lot of the stuff that with um, with school now too, like that kind of has left my brain, I think. And now I'm like moving forward without it and losing it along the way. I have one other question. Sorry. So you finish high school and then do, what do you go to college or university? Or are you still on this like scholar lifestyle? Yeah, I'm still living like a scholar. <laughs> living like a scholar. He just has a life scholarship. They just yeah. gave him one. He just gets paid to live and be a scholar. <laughs> no, I went right into acting. Like I, I went right to uh, Vancouver Film School and uh, went right into that. And uh, I mean, like. Uh, that was the thing too like getting bumped up into these like higher classes and everything and then like when I was uh, 19 selling a script for a large sum of money like Whoa. right away that was like yeah I'm on the right track listen this guy is That's awesome this guy makes things happen he's rich he's rich mm. he's a scholar <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel more famous for knowing Cody Crane than I've ever felt in my life. I'm glad the interviews turned to me finally. I was really worried it wasn't going to. And now... Yeah, Nicolina, we need to know about you too. This isn't... Oh, no. Uh, I mean, I I don't have the same experiences as that. I was kind of predestined for academics, which I actually semi-regret not because my drama teacher told me I needed to pursue acting in university and I never did and I I did theater Aquarius I always loved acting and I was just told that wasn't gonna pay the bills you're not gonna go in that direction even though that's literally my probably my deep down my passion um so I did go in a different direction and it's funny because like I was applying for a job recently in order to apply for this job you had to take an IQ test and I was yeah yeah Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and you had to reach a certain level of uh, IQ in order to pass through the interview period. Yes. So this was the most humbling experience I've had in a very long time. You were allowed two takes oh. of the IQ test. <laughs> I was And cheat. I got, so there's a, it's, it's a five star scale. You had to get four stars. <laughs> I got two. Oh, no. So. No. I, this is upsetting me. And I don't me. think I'm an, oh. yeah. You're <laughs> telling you to do all this academic stuff, and then you're in this weirdo five-star test. What job was it? Yeah. <laughs> where, where uh, it was a senior content manager job for a technology company. Oh, uh, okay. It, it's, it's, it requires a lot of technical understanding, so it it made sense, but at the same time, I've been in this type of 
job for a long yeah. time. So it was like, I don't know if it requires that much yeah. of a IQ. I was like, I'm not an engineer yeah. and I'm not pretending to be. Yeah. But it was basically like you you needed to reach, uh, have an IQ of basically, I'm pretty sure, close to like 130 in order to get hired wow. for this job. It's so strange so. to me to hear like how just to get in that door you had to go through this like quiz of tech and not be able to talk because you're so personable and obviously you really know this that's so frustrating yeah yeah that's that's the frustrating part because if you were talking to them and they could hear everything you do and yeah maybe there's this like one little piece but you could learn it but just being thrown it like that it's just it's not fair also, I think you're going to be, you are such a good actress because you know so much. And I remember a long time ago talking to someone who did improv and acting, and I was like, what? Like, when I was early, in, I was a teen, and I said, give me advice. Basically wanting to be like, make me famous. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, they said, just watch. Like, people watch, know the news, know things about the world, and that's the best way right. to do improv or to act because... The knowledge will help you, which is funny because also sometimes actors are, I, Cody, I hope this doesn't hurt your feelings. I'm not saying it's you, but yeah. I've heard that actors are like, they're vessels. So sometimes they, people could say that there's not, they're soulless. <laughs> yeah, that hurts my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but trying, that does in fact hurt Cody's feelings. Okay. <laughs> but I don't think, I, I don't think that is necessarily has to be true because this guy was telling me to learn lots of things to be a good actor. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Society kind of holds people back in the things that they're probably more than capable of doing. But in order to get through those of that red tape, it, they're just, you know what, I think... In, in this day and age, because there's so many people going towards one direction or another, they have to just weed people out as easily as possible. And that's their way of doing that, which is unfortunate because I think everyone should have equal opportunity, um, despite what your IQ test tells you well, Eli uh, and I were or whatever. Talking about, we thought it's illegal to ask an age. Have you heard that before? Like you can't in a job. You can't ask age. Yeah. So they, I you don't want this ask. IQ thing. I'm, I'm, I'm against that. I'm calling my lawyers. Yeah. All eight of them. <laughs> The whole team? The whole team. I don't think that many, the whole team of lawyers, you're calling them up. Yeah. Uh, well, at least now they're not allowed to, apparently they've uh, put some laws together that y- your employer can't text you oh, or yeah. talk to you after five. Uh-oh. So that's great. I, I like that. I can't wait to sue. <laughs> yeah. Because that'll happen for sure. Um, anyway, so, okay. So we have a clip of your show. We have a couple of clips, actually. What the first one is, is basically Eli is asking Spencer uh, a math e- equation in a de- for a degree, and Spencer is having some difficulty with it. So, can you kind of talk about this clip and like what was a going through your mind, Spencer and Eli? Maybe what was going through your mind as you were asking her this? 
Uh, well, in the early part of the show, I was reading from Spencer's. Uh, Spencer's. <laughs> you do that now and then. I love it. Spencer's. <laughs> the psychological report they did on Spencer at ten, the real report, and it said she had dyscalculia and was in the zero point second percentile for all children in math. So basically, the bottom <laughs> oh of God. the barrel. Uh, <laughs> And so as I'm doing this first test, I'm realizing, like, oh, this is actually really, really difficult. And I was feeling a bit bad that I was... Yeah. And I had to give her pen and paper, so she was just doing yeah. it. <laughs> and I was so mad. I was like, no pen and paper. <laughs> but he gave me one for the next test. So for me, I was just like, honestly, I was so confused. It's not like that I'm seeing numbers or that I'm dizzy, but it's just it's just this feeling of, what? <laughs> Yeah. Is it like overwhelming for you? Is it just like, does your brain just kind of glitch out and just stop? I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. It just, I think the way I think about things is different than how math equations work. It's like. You're very right brained, obviously. Yeah, like it's Extremely like. Extremely right brained. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I have these habits. And the only other thing I can think of to explain it is I'm a messy girl and clothes are all over the place and my whole life the only way to clean up the clothes is to specifically put them in garbage bags all the pants in a garbage bag all the shirts in a garbage bag then take out those pants in the garbage bag and put all the pants away now Eli saw this because my mom came over and was helping me and it was confusing to him he's like why not just take that pile and put each thing away directly into the mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but I can't you would think yeah it doesn't my brain is like just doesn't organize no, it itself doesn't. in that way and like with the vision even we didn't do much division but I remember like the teacher always being like I can't explain it but it's just like this is the way you're supposed to do it and I would add, a, add all these other strange steps that sometimes worked Sometimes, yeah. But was that really the steps you needed to take? It was an accidental, like, you got there accidentally. Yeah, it was like, it it works 70% of the time. Come on, teach. That's good enough, right? Yeah. Yeah. So here, that's frustrating. So so hear me spin out. (laughs) Yes, listen to this clip as Spencer spins out of control trying to figure out this equation. What number times itself equals 49? What number? I got this. One times forty-nine. No, what? What number times itself? What number? So like, like you did two times itself. So what two times number? two. It's four. What number? What number? What number times itself is forty-nine. Yeah. You're telling me there's a number out there that exists that times itself makes forty-nine. Yeah, and it's you're between tells, one and ten. There's a hint. <laughs> so try it. What's five times five? Is that a hundred? Oh, I'm supportive. I'm supportive. Is that a hundred? Okay, I'm going to make the second test way easier. So great. That is hilarious. Um, And I I feel for you. Because it took me a second, too. I was like, it is seven, right? Am I missing something here? You did did ask before we started recording. You were like, it's seven, right? And I was like, I don't know. But Mm. Eli was like, yes. <laughs> okay, because I was like, did did I miss something within? The, well, and now I'm insecure because of my IQ test. So Aww. now I don't really feel like I know what I'm talking no, about. No, you do, and I'm lending you one of my eight lawyers, the best one. <laughs> I thought you're lending some IQ points. No, I don't. I thought she was gonna do that too. <laughs> really? Um, 
Um, all right. So, and then the second clip is you're talking about marketing here, which is like my specialty. Ooh. But, um, but so is this, why is marketing a problem for you? Why do you, why does it? Well, this was the flip, <gasps> flip side of, of Spencer's problems in schools. This was high school and she missed a lot because of emotional problems. And also her marketing, her marketing teacher is like her arch nemesis. I hate him. This one specific teacher. Why? Oh, you want to hear it? He bought croissants for I other do. students, but not for Spencer. Not even just that. <laughs> croissants. Okay, so I went to a school where uh, it was very trendy, and a lot of people were in their t- early twenties. They hadn't passed high school, and a lot of people came. It was a very chill environment there was chocolate milk in the fridge stale bread from a local bakery we got the next day call the teachers by their first name not everyone was you know 1920 some people were like me uh actually in grade like okay i don't want to say it like that but we're 17 16 and this teacher he loved hanging out and getting croissants for the coolest kids that happened to be 19 or 20. The eight of them. And I got annoyed because there's a whole class and he's specifically buying croissants and hot chocolates for them and not me and the other 17-year-olds. So I said to him, what about us? Was it us? like a weird predatory thing they were, he was afraid of like... I don't know, but maybe I... Maybe looking I, as if he was trying to impress uh, like oh, underage children. I, I thought you were going to say he is a predator and I was going to go, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought well, you thought I mean, he was intimidated. I better buy these kids some croissants or they're going to kick my butt. <laughs> I have no idea, but it bugged me. It bothered me. So finally, I said, what about all of us? And he had to buy 20 of us croissants from an expensive place by the name of Balzac's. Balzac's coffee? Balzac's. That is expensive. <laughs> so imagine 20 it's of like us. like 150 bucks for And that was because of me. On a teacher's salary. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> and, then, oh, and then he didn't. Dear. And then we had another class. Is that the one you didn't pass me for? You failed marketing and math with oh, the teacher. And he was supposed to pass me. He was all the other teachers passed me. And then. Your lawyers insisted. <laughs> they all passed me. I got enough points on the test but then he brought me and my mom in and was like I've decided yes we agreed on this but I don't think Spencer's like grown like she should go to summer school so that's why I hate him everyone else passed me fair <laughs> that's fair Honestly, I don't remember having marketing classes in high school. Am got, I the only one who doesn't have that? It was because it was a neat school. I, it was an alternative school. So it was alternative. Had... So they okay. want us to pass. They want us to have success. And <laughs> some teachers want to buy the cool kids croissants. Food is a hot button issue in uh, in school because I remember specifically in my um, French class that the teacher was like, if uh, the median in the class is, uh, I think, 80 80 percent or whatever uh then she'll buy the entire class candy and we were all like oh yeah we're gonna nail we really studied up the whole class got together for this to really get this candy and um, yeah, what kind of candy? I want to know because well, I don't like all candy. Well, this is what happened. This could have been some weird Tootsie Roll sh- stuff. We did it. Like we succeeded. And then she came to the next class with the candy, but it was all she she brought dried fruit. Oh no! no. And the kids. No. I'm not kidding you right now. The kids revolted. This is what happened. We we were a big Just shop. Flipping school. desks. We had auto, we had wood shop. We were a big shop school. And 
one of the kids had a screwdriver no. and unscrewed every part of his desk and threw it out the window. We were no. second floor. <laughs> Everyone was going nuts in this class. The teacher didn't know what to do. And that one kid was going around to every desk and throwing all the table legs out. What? Shh, this shut is, up. This is when a class gets too comfortable. That's because you love raisins. <laughs> Wait. I'm crying. That is... <laughs> Wait. And also, that's unreal. Did she, like, dry the raisins herself? Like, did she just bring a container? Oh, or? It was like it, it was like apricots. <laughs> it was a lot of apricots. So, it was like, like dried... each person gets, like, a dried <laughs> She went apricot? to the bulk barn. Yeah, God. it was terrible. That's insane. And on, I didn't throw my books out or anything, yeah. but a lot of the the class was losing it. Just burning books. Mob mob mentality is real, and I can't. it was running away. I would have rather have passed that for nothing than getting dried fruit come <laughs> served to me in high school as a gift for a reward. I just um, I love the. Okay. person who has a screwdriver and goes I'm gonna use this and not yeah. only unscrew it but then throw it out the window it's impressive it's taken a really. while right yeah see we had it we was. had bars on yeah. our windows oh. we had bars on our windows we couldn't open the window to, and throw did, things out. did you go to a private school I've never heard of oh. I went to a catholic school oh. a very catholic school alright so this clip uh, is of Spencer talking about Campbell's soup and the basically the what's it called the motto the jingle uh of campbell soup you almost got it almost got it and then i got to create my own slogan for campbell's i heard that heard that did was that just like off the cuff there because that was pretty impressive wow (laughs) off the dome wow yeah you are a creative genius then thank you that's that's impressive yep yeah there you go i'm I'm a talented one (laughs) first product is campbell's soup what? Mm, good. Wow, pretty close. It's mm mm good. <laughs> I missed an mm. You missed an mm. Okay, now for one point, can you come up with a better slogan than that? Soup's been sopping in my throat for years. Soup's been sopping in my throat for years. I, I like that. <laughs> I gotta give you a point. Really? You think that's marketable? I think if Campbell's Soup came out with that slogan, I would buy some. But you're weird. Well, I'm the one who's... Judging, all right. Okay, so that's one point for Spencer. Wow, okay. I don't I don't want to know the origins of where that <laughs> came from. A lot of Campbells. Okay. A lot of, a lot of Campbells. Okay, great. Um, okay, so let's move into uh, the, like... We've had a lot of fun already, but like the the other stuff that usually that usually this podcast is about. And today we're gonna we're gonna do uh, Eli and Spencer's horoscope. I am gonna do Spencer's daily horoscope, and Cody is going to do Eli's daily horoscope. And we will see if any of these horoscopes ring true for either of them. I'm scared. So I'm already scared. Yeah, I'm scared. Uh, do you want Do you want me to do yours first, Spencer? No, thanks. No? Okay. <laughs> you can go ahead. Do Eli's first. Honestly, Eli has a great one here. Um, so, which doesn't mean every horoscope is going to be great. I've had some terrible ones. Cody, uh, do you ever on. hear how horoscope has horror in it? Scary. Oh. <laughs> but Eli's going to like this one. Work and career matters could finally bring you the success and good fortune you've been hoping for. 
This may be acknowledgement for effort and dedication as well as hard work. Expect a raise and increased respect and status among friends and coworkers. Don't celebrate so much that you suffer the effects of overindulging. <laughs> Is that true? That would be impressive if so. Uh, well, today I was trying to write cover letters to apply for jobs. I've kind of been stuck in sort of uh, not great paying jobs the past few years, so I'm trying to land something that I enjoy yeah. and that pays better and has health benefits. So yeah. And some respect from this friend. Yeah, Spencer's respect. Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> Never had it before. Because yeah. <laughs> it didn't mention that, right? Like respect from friends? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and I, not to overindulge. Yeah, I'm also not drinking this month, so maybe that helps. I mean, I feel like that's I feel like the overindulge was to not celebrate your successes uh, too much. Okay. I think that's what it was kind of leaning towards. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> no one needs to know that other thing. But you are you. you well, so in it, it wasn't like totally true, but it yeah, was there was you're something gonna about get career this job. in there. You're going to get this job, and it's saying not to overindulge once you get it. So don't be like you know, because I know when I like uh, book my next job or whatever, I immediately spend all of the money. Um, yeah, I saw your Chucky. I, I saw your Chucky post. That's special. Oh yeah. the, the spinoff. With the what's his name? Mm-hmm. What's his um, name? Uh, Glenn. Glenn. Yeah. My, my friend. Did Glenn. you buy it? Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. But they shouldn't give me money because I will spend it all the time. That's why I always say, "Don't pay me." No, I. Okay. It's worse. It's worse <laughs> for me if you do. I'm like that too. I'm working on spending <laughs> habits. You need a financial advisor. Me Cody. too. You just let's get yeah. one. We all do. Let's get one for free. Everyone needs financial advisors. I'm drained. <laughs> saying why did you say i'm drained oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're gonna say to the financial advisor yeah and then when you get the big i can't when you get the next you. job you'll be like i'm rich <laughs> for now scurry out <laughs> for now it's okay you can you can figure it out we both all gone. we can both figure it out i'm i want to believe that i can get better spending habits so i want to believe that you can too that we can do it together well, we don't have to. Why? Only Eli does. Oh. My horoscope doesn't say that, so I can keep spending. <laughs> oh. You can indulge all you want, Cody. Yeah. Yay! That, yeah. Only me. Okay. All right. Only you. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. It's my turn. It's your turn. I'm gonna. I'm do. You can see me getting getting ready for it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Taurus horoscope for today is: publications could bring some fascinating new knowledge your way. You'll want to discuss it with friends. Conversations about any subject could be informative and beneficial since your mind is so perceptive and retentive. Affection for friends, relatives, and your special someone should fill your heart today. An intimate evening with your partner will be especially fulfilling. <laughs> I'm not saying anything about that. <laughs> I mean, you're together, so that's one thing. True. We're gonna there. watch some Drag Race. <laughs> no, I don't. there you go. That is intimate. Uh, what does retentive I mean? mean? Uh, you absorb information. Me? Uh, Retentive? Yeah, apparently. It stays inside <laughs> of your head. I've been, I did do some social media work, so that made me think of, was there marketing mentioned 
Honestly, it, um, I didn't really connect with it. I thought it was going to be like, yeah. lately you've been a mess. <laughs> and then when it was like... <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one. It was basically like you're reading stuff and absorbing information. And I I don't know. That's about it. That's really all it I said. guess I've been replying so. to a lot of emails today. And I was good at it. That's great. Then I'm not sure... <laughs> It's, it's for the horoscope, but that's good for you that you did that. <laughs> and, and we're all being very intimate amongst each other right now, divulging yeah. our secrets. We're uh, we're being open. Yeah, yeah. I think no. that half yes. of this horoscope was true, but the other half was just weird and written weird. I appreciate so. it because I am enjoying this time. So, yep. There you go. Great. Urbanness. Perfect. <laughs> what did you say? I said okay, so horoscopes aside, horoscopes aside, let's get into the paradorable questions and spooky stuff. So I obviously have to start this off by asking both of you, uh, do you believe in ghosts and the paranormal? And kind of, uh, did you believe in these things before meeting one another? Okay, well, my answer is I believed in it before meeting Eli. Um, now being with Eli, I don't believe in it. You don't believe? Yeah, but here's the thing about me. My entire life I've gone from believing in God to not believing in God. And when we talk about believing in God, that would also mean believing in spirits. And it's lasted my whole life. And it's usually about like, it spans for six, seven years and it's very intense. It's like I either am all in or I'm all out. And I'm kind of in a state of all out. But when we talk about what happened on Halloween... It kind of brought me back in, but then it also, I got so upset that it brought me back out. So I struggle, and I, yeah, I have questions, too, about it. That's fair. I think everyone does. Uh, so would, you, Eli, would you say you're, like, a complete skeptic who just doesn't believe in this at all and never has? Uh, yeah, I never really believed in it. And <laughs> <laughs> looking at me yeah, in my eyes. totally fair. <laughs> But I, I think it's I think it's fun, and I, I I could be wrong. I'm open to being wrong. It's weird. A lot of people they'll say they don't believe in ghosts, but they'll say they believe in aliens. That's like the one thing I find a lot of people say that they'll be like, I believe in the extraterrestrial life outside, like the science of that, but I don't believe in ghosts being like around us. That was my big fear as a kid was aliens. They terrified me. There you I go. I was gonna get abducted. I was just about to say uh, recently there was some UFO video that someone in my work posted, and Eli like turned into a child like you were really afraid and I've never seen him so triggered yeah like he was scared so yeah <laughs> see aliens don't bother me at all but like my other co-host uh Marie that's like her biggest fear is being abducted by aliens so I think it's just like a real a real fear people have um for some reason because so. they'll be poked and prodded yeah, I don't know. That doesn't bother me. Yeah. <laughs> so you said you used to believe and now you don't. Mm, yeah. Why did you believe before? Okay. Why was that a thing for you? Because, hmm, let's see. My mom had a psychic friend named Christopher Bathos. Bathos. I've tried to find him online, but I can't. But he's a psychic. And uh, he basically said, like, darkness would always come to me and I'm going to have to work really hard to not not bring it in. And then when I was like 15, I got a Ouija board. <laughs> I just oh. think it's funny because it's like, don't bring it in. I got a Ouija board. But you're going to get a Ouija board, yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't really me. It was this friend I had. 
and she was like a popular kid but I kind of became friends with her and we would just hang out just us I never hung out with the girl group but like we would do things together and she had a Ouija board so we would do that this that some weird things happened that year where like one time I was trying to do a meditation and it was like about a candle and it was like I started to see this presence in my head and it seemed like a nice guy and the next thing I know like it feels like my leg is getting grabbed I'm screaming my mom notices like that I'm freaking out she gets me out of the house she thinks something was coming Ouija board we get scared as we're using it and I feel like that thing that person is in the bathroom stuff starts getting thrown then I keep dreaming of this presence and finally I have this dream where basically he has a gun and he said he killed everyone I loved what I always wanted and then he hands me the gun and then I shoot him in the head and he falls back on the hill by my house and I, I don't remember what I said, but I was like, you're wrong. Like, I don't want everyone I love to die. I wanted him to die. Woke up, his face was there, and then went away. And that's it. Like, you woke up to this face in, like, it was mad. in front of you. And then it was gone. Mm. So, okay. that's, so that's where I believed in it. And then also, like, even beyond that, my mom's uh almost like they were almost married fiance love of her life he died of cancer and every night I would have dreams of him I could feel him and then it got to a point where I couldn't handle the dreams anymore because I was so young grade seven and I wanted him to talk to my mom and I remember saying don't come in my dreams anymore and then he never did again and I felt bad yeah that's fair I, that's that's I feel like I've done that before where I've had recurring dreams of people who have passed and then been like hey stop yeah. coming in my dreams and then they just stop yeah. and you're like oops did they listen why did they listen I didn't mean <laughs> to be so cruel yeah. um yeah so so you've obviously you've had some experiences and you kind of like you know uh have but you push it away now. And why Why have you pushed it away, really? Because like- I also believe I'm mentally ill. And that it, not that it's... It's not like I'm seeing, hearing things. But I'm a very emotional person. And I could watch a movie. And I could feel like that movie is my life right now. You put on that music, the visuals, everything. I'm very affected. So if I'm putting in this information... It's going to affect me in a very true, like, and when Eli tells you, because we went to a seance, and I'm going to let him talk about it, but exactly what I'm saying of how you give me that media, you give me that moment, I will become it, and I don't even want to. So it's hard for me to know what is true and what isn't, because it's like I can't even trust myself to find that truth, and I ask questions, and there's... And, you know, I really like being with Eli. I love him. And he doesn't believe in it. And, you know, he said, oh, I could for fun. But I find it hard to believe in. Honestly, I really do. Yeah. So when you say, like, you're mentally ill, what, what, in what capacity can you share a little bit about just what that means? Because I feel like a lot of people listening are going to wonder what what that might involve and why you would think that you might be detached from reality in some some yeah, way I guess like I don't want people to uh think it's it's not schizophrenia and I haven't mm-hmm. like <clears throat> come out with a diagnosis yet <clears throat> mm-hmm. like a public like telling people but what I will say is it's intense emotions every day and like it's like living your life 
at a 10 all the time and stability and finding ways to keep myself stable is so important for me and learning that this too shall pass that just because I'm having a really strong emotion doesn't necessarily mean it's true it's not the end of the world catastrophizing black and white thinking where all in all out that's how I've existed since I was a little girl and now at like 24 I'm fine finally seeing like I don't like that and, and what I have to do to keep myself in a safer state right and it's interesting because this is being brought up um I had an interview with CTV Saskatchewan yes and right after right after that interview I got an email from someone who basically was talking about how they have um hallucinations and mental like they they suffer from um, mental illness and they basically they're not sure if what they're experiencing is actually paranormal or if it's just within their own imagination um and I didn't know how to properly respond to that I'm like I am not a medical professional I am not a psychiatrist I do not know the details of your of your illness or what you could possibly be experiencing so I don't know how to respond to this um but you also don't want to say well you know you could very well be experiencing something somewhat paranormal too I don't know I don't know um because it's it's one of those things that there are people that don't have or don't suffer from mental illness that have these experiences and they share it with us all the time so it's hard for me to 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 know um, and say what is and what isn't. Um, But it's interesting to kind of have that conversation um, Mm -hmm. because I really don't know enough about it to to make an accurate kind of response to that. Yeah. I mean, I watch a lot about like people who have DID, dissociative identity disorder, schizophrenia, bipolar, and I just like, I feel for them. It's really like living your life is, it's different and it's good that we're talking about it you know just like how we even talked about dyscalculia and like how math <laughs> is hard for me and my brain works different when you're living exactly, with yeah. when you're living with something like that your life is yeah. different and it's important to to know that and not to treat people like you need to function this way when it's like you don't know what's going on in someone's head mentally yeah. and like it could it, and it could be chemical it just it's really hard I also I watched your interview you were amazing by the way thank you (laughs) great job appreciate it uh yeah I wasn't really sure it was like live yeah live television and I was watching their whole kind of segment like their whole whole morning show and I'm like well I don't know when they're coming to me they haven't addressed me at all yet like I don't know what's happening but then she finally said hey I'll come to you in a second I'm like oh you've seen me this whole time I've just sitting been sitting here like just waiting for someone to acknowledge me and um and yeah so eventually I was like I'm glad I didn't like get up and like walk around naked or something before this I mean obviously I wouldn't have done that but it was it was a weird experience because I just like you didn't know you were being watched yeah in the mid and I didn't know I was being watched yeah uh uh no I I think uh I don't know why someone would be like uh i'm gonna be naked right now while uh, waiting to be interviewed <laughs> I was, you know what i was thinking maybe like pick your nose or something like that but I like, that, was, that was definitely yeah. it like i could have farted i could have burped i could have you know done all of those things without thinking that anyone was watching me yeah. and easily 
And um, not like, and oh, I don't like this shirt. I'm going to change the shirt. Hopefully they don't <laughs> cue me in any moment now. Call, call, Listen, call. I'm a Leo. I am very specific about my fashion choices. So I could have easily done that and or, then been like, you know what? This color is not working for me today. I'm going to change right on camera right now. But <laughs> luckily that didn't happen. Um, so... Yeah, to speak to like the mental illness, I know that like um, my uh, sister as well as um, her daughter as well, they both have schizophrenia, as well as the my um, aunts on my dad's side, um, and it, it runs, I guess, in like and my dad's mother as well. So it's it runs in like the females on my dad's side in the family, uh, um, and I know that it's it's so hard to, I guess, like for someone to email you like that and ask about like. Um, uh, not knowing what's real or not, like even yeah. um, knowing people that have this or whatever, like especially my, my sister mainly, and, and I don't talk to the other ones really. Uh, well, my niece, but um, but just you you don't know what they're seeing and everything like that no, too. I guess I, if you're in the same room, then you can kind of. Um, yeah, this is a complete yeah. stranger asking me about basically a completely I have I have no insight into what they could or could not be experiencing and what's reality and what's not to them. And I have such a biased perspective on on who we speak to on this podcast that I, I may be leading you towards something that is untrue for you. Like you may be hallucinating these things and mm-hmm. I don't want to tell you that you're not. So I just, it, it's, it, I couldn't respond and I couldn't accurately respond, obviously. If, um, and if the person's listening, look into getting some help. Like, I think they, I think be... they are, have been like, I think they have gone to the doctor. Oh, I think God. they have been diagnosed, but they still experience things that they're questioning. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's hard and definitely we're I'm the host of a podcast but I am not in any way an expert on mental health or like hallucinations or anything like that um but you know we're going down a bit of a a, a dark road um so I me. do I want the darkness it's okay it's me. okay it's yeah. very interesting and very compelling yeah. stuff and I do like talking about it um but I, I do want to talk about the Seance? most recent yeah. experience that you had and what kind of happened there okay so I want Eli to tell the story but again I just want to remind everyone of that like how the information really affects me because I'm about to look I'm gonna be embarrassed about how I reacted because it's a lot it's a lot and just remember what I said about the I get affected okay right Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-ch- 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, so it was Halloween night, 2 a.m. Spencer bought tickets. This mentalist was conducting seances at a, a historical house in Toronto. Uh, and we went, and he sort of started telling us this story about basically an eight-year-old kid that got murdered by a farmhand, and he had these toys that the farmhand gave the kid, and we're, like, touching them, and, like, we're running around the house, and spooky stuff is happening. Bells are ringing, and clocks are stopping, and... Yeah, like, a big, big moment was a bell rang, and then the phone rang as we were upstairs, just the three of us. We became friends. I don't remember her name, but a lady, like... Something fell upstairs, right? Like, the seance has been going... It, the seance... I wouldn't call it a seance yet. We haven't done any seance stuff. But it's been about okay. an hour. And, you know, things are falling. And they ask Eli and I and this other girl to explore upstairs. And we think it's a chair. Okay. We can't find the chair. We come back down. And now a bell has rang. And I'm standing right and in front of... And everyone can hear this. Yes, everyone everyone seeing can hear this. Well, okay. they're downstairs, yeah. but they heard it. Okay. And we stand... Okay. Me and this girl are standing in front of the phone, this 200-year-old phone, and it rings. Rings. Oh. And we run downstairs, and they heard it, too. And the guy's like, oh, it's totally disconnected. There's no wires leading to it. How could that happen? How could that happen? We're, was this all a setup, though, by... Like, was it all a production? Well, they do like, it... Like, that they were trying to they do, do it, this to make people scared? They or? do it every day two, three times a day, and he's done it for seven years. He also appeared on, like, breakfast television. He, you know, he has a large collection. He Of haunted dolls. Haunted dolls. He he seemingly really believes in it. Like, he's had case studies done on, on his seances. Like, he's coming off, like, a very, like, rep- I don't know if it's all a ruse, but he is sure. coming across, like, this is his life. And in, his name okay. is James White, if you're curious to look into it. Interesting. And, then, and go ahead, Eli. Oh, and then we did uh, the actual seance at the Wait, end. Wait, there's a Ouija board. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Before that, there's a Ouija board, and okay. they asked me to ask it a question. And I asked a question about our personal life, <laughs> like a piece of gossip that I wanted to know, and everyone got mad at me. That's so mad. Because oh. it was unrelated to the... Because everyone wants to talk about the, like, the boy and like the story that's taking place with Eli's and everyone and James is literally like I um don't know what that means Sally oh, no. would you like to ask a question <laughs> oh, just move along yeah. okay so you didn't get a, an answer from the Ouija board no, no but this Ouija board didn't answer no. any questions at no, all no 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 Eli's <laughs> wagging his finger it yeah. did not they had to try something new we move upstairs so this is the actual seance part and we form a circle, but because of COVID, we can't hold hands, so we're all holding onto a rope. <laughs> but Very limited seance. But was okay. but didn't he say that like was it in Japan that they also did this? Like he researched. Do you remember? Uh, maybe to stay connected with a rope. Yeah, I I could yeah, be it's wrong. Yes, one hand up, one, one hand, hand down. down. And yeah, it, and it has to be tight. The 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 rope can't be touching the ground. And we try to communicate with the eight year old boy who got murdered. The lights, the lights are down. All his toys are on, like, directly... Well, they're basically in front of me and Eli. Yeah. And then uh, Spencer starts getting emotional, so... Like, can't... I start crying. Like, wanting this eight-year-old boy to be okay wherever he is. Sure, sure. So the the mentalist starts getting Spencer to ask 
Because the mentalist also said like he might only talk to certain people. Like it's okay. it's 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 all about who does he feel connected with. Right, right. Oh God. And so the phone starts ringing basically as we ask it questions, and Spencer's as I'm talking, and you're I'm literally crying uncontrollably, saying I just want you to know that you are safe. And like crying and like James is trying to move this thing along and I'm like no I want him to know that he's safe that he can be safe like and it's important for me to tell him that and I'm basically thinking I'm his mom if I'm being completely honest like I felt like I was trying to tell him as his mom not to move into the light because maybe he doesn't want to but that he can be safe and that like I'm sorry that he was killed but then it turns out that the presence is actually the ghost of the child murderer. Because James goes, oh. James goes, ooh. <laughs> He's like, if it's, wait, we never confirmed. Ring, ring, <laughs> ring twice if you're the boy. Ring once if you're the murderer. Yeah. And it only <laughs> rings once. And now I'm so upset. I am oh, so no. upset. My eyes are shut. It only rings once. Everyone's gasping. There was this one guy earlier who kept scratching his face. He kept scratching his face, and I'm just thinking like, I'm thinking he's gonna break the circle and scratch his face, and I'm gonna be haunted. Yeah, everyone's getting scared. Don't break the circle. Don't don't break break the the circle. circle. Don't. And I'm closing my eyes. I am crying. I'm like Christopher Bathos, my mom's psychic friend, was right. The darkness always follows me. I'm so upset, and then like stuff starts falling off. Cross faces me. Cross spins around and points at Spencer. Me. I said, Lord Jesus, protect us. I think that's why the cross pointed at us. <laughs> yeah, you did say, Lord Jesus, protect us, and then the cross. And at no moment, Eli, did you feel like there's, like, <laughs> you did not a become blast. a non-skeptic, like, during this? Like, I was you, feeling, it was all, f- I was feeling scared, but, like, the <laughs> Okay, because I'm scared, and I'm not there. But kind of the way, like, there. I feel scared at a movie. Yeah. And everybody else. Right. Everyone else at the seance, I think it was a lot of believers. And I'm crying. Like, I'm genuinely <laughs> emotional. Like, I'm, I'm mad also at Eli because I'm like if he doesn't believe this is real like we're about to be haunted for life and then and things like like a thing fell like a chalice like a a chalice a cup like fell by me things a marble went at me like just so much is happening I can't handle it and then now we're finally trying to say goodbye and it's really hard and like we're yelling at the the ghost to leave to leave but the phone keeps ringing and then it seems like it's almost done and this girl I like I'm not a person who wants to put down women, but in this situation, she upset me very much because it's like, I want this to end. I want this to end so badly. We've worked so hard. We've been screaming at Renee to leave. And she's like, actually, is it okay if we keep going? Like, I just, I just like, I, mm, mm, I want to keep going. And I'm like, no, (laughs) that's what I'm thinking. And then James is like, okay. So she just like, I don't even know what she's doing. I don't remember. She asked like a single question. Like, oh, like, did are you a psychopath? Like, oh, duh, he is. Like, no one, yeah. like, no one needed that. Let's get him out of here. Like, this guy's going to scratch <laughs> no his face. Needed. Ugh. So finally, we have to do that whole yelly thing. Get out of here. Get out. Like, leave, leave, goodbye, whatever. Finally, goodbye. And it's like, did anyone drop the, did anyone drop the string? Did anyone drop the string, the rope? And then it just this gets worse. Because the lights turn on, they're talking about this darkness, this witch who's sitting across from me, who was stunning, but she says, she was like, she was like, I was watching Spencer, again, we're in a dark room, and she was like, 
there was darkness surrounding her face. I'm like, oh, that makes me feel great. Like, and oh. she's like, it's gone now. And then James gives a speech where he's like, it's easy, <laughs> it's easy to assume that Spencer is the youngest one here, right? And one could say she's the weakest link. Oh, that's and, just offensive. Yeah, it hurt little. my feelings, but I'm still in yeah. thinking I'm going to be haunted. And then this other lady who's also a witch, who's a mother with her daughter, comes up to me and she tells me a prayer to say and she hugs me and I hug her back, mask on, and she tells me to accept Jesus Christ, may the white light surround me and my family and keep saying it until this and this. And she says this, the evil presence, they can scare me, but they can't actually do anything. We go outside and James is like, if you need, and he's like, and that's why I sell out 8,000 shows. And then he's like, Spencer, if you need anything, you can email me. And that was it. That was it. Did, did you feel compelled at all to email no, him? No. I hate him now. No. Well, <laughs> you I, him now. I do, because I wasn't feeling good. I thought I was haunted. I didn't have a nightmare. Haven't had a single nightmare. Um, and then I watch a clip of him like three days later, and it's just like how he's talking about how he... I didn't. I couldn't even watch much of it, but he just like he psychoanalyzes people. He can know what a person is like. This is what he does for work. He's taught police officers. Basically, made me feel like he knew I would crack. That I'm right. emotional and like, right. why not just hire an actor? Why put me through that? Because I was emotionally really like I was really crying. I really was crying, and that's where it's hard for me. And now I'm gonna sound like that person emailing you, where it's like I don't know what's true because again. I'm so, I literally have something that makes my emotions so intense. Yeah. And you put me in a situation where I'm the star of the show, the cross is pointed at me. Yeah. It's Renee. Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't killer, say. And Eli had a Renee's good point. the who? Renee's the, the child, child killer. killer. His name's Renee. Oh, yeah. oh, it's a man. Okay, got it. And also, okay. Eli had a good point where he's like, all these things are happening. Like, things are being flung at you. But not once was my hair touched. Not once was I touched why is it Got all it. objects Around why was the you. room yeah. why was the phone in the other room ringing so good like it just like it, I don't and then also like it's a big deal and why didn't why didn't this James guy help me if this really was like a huge deal you know the killers here things are being thrown you'd think he'd check in <laughs> Yeah, I would agree. I don't know, Cody, do you have thoughts around well, that? Yeah. I I think before I put in some thoughts here, I want to know um, Eli's perspective here. Like, what's the skeptic explanation of what was going on here? Just so I can get a full scope of the... Yeah. Uh, well, it, like, it, it did, was... did it feel like a performance to you? Like, is that what it felt like? I, I, get, I, well, I was trying to let myself get into it and... and, and... Sure. And I, I did, and I really enjoyed it. But at, right after, Spencer is really scared. She's like, this child killer is going to follow me. So mm -hmm. I have to think, and she's asking me, like, do you think it's real? And I say, look, <laughs> so I was like, well, no, I don't. I, I'm sure they faked it all somehow, and there's not an actual mm -hmm. child killer that's going to follow us home. And, you know, saying, right. like, why are they just, why is he ringing a bell? Why is he knocking over a cup? Why doesn't he, like, like flip your hair or do something a little creepier? Like, uh, can, ghosts, can ghosts not do that? Can they not touch human hair? <laughs> <laughs> can they well, not blow? <laughs> to be fair, in the television show Ghosts, oh, they can't, starring Cody Crane, <laughs> um, 
they make it very clear. They actually tell us a lot on set. They're like, make sure you're not touching any of the humans. That's not what the ghosts can do. They can't touch the humans at all. Mm. So that technically, they're not okay. allowed to do that unless I think you, I don't know, welcome them to do so. I don't know. Uh, but you also didn't you look into this like, and you couldn't find any information. I, I was I was th- I was thinking if I googled, I could find how they could fake the bell ringing or. No, but yeah, the, the actual the child. Oh, I couldn't find any like information about this child killer case that he talked about. Oh, you and... think that that was a story that he made up to set the the stage for this? Yeah, and he's definitely like a showman. Like Spencer said, like throughout the night, he's bragging about how many he, tickets he's selling oh and how he, he's so tired, but everyone wants him to do it every year. Yeah, it's comedic, like at times. And he, like, he's like, I can teach you how to memorize people's names. That's another story. Let's keep going. And like his flashlight stopped working, and he's like, This has never happened. How do you explain that? And I was like, A battery? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, the battery. I would guess, because I, I know. Um, I I know someone that does like um, that, especially on like Halloween or like um, I think he considers himself more of a magician, um, but tells a story and like things are going on around you for the performance and everything like that. And I'm wondering if for this performance, if you were um, if he knew to target you right away, like he just read the room and was like, okay, this is who I'm going. So the cross is going to point towards you and everything. I'm going to point you out as the most susceptible. Like, I think that that was all part of the plan from the beginning that it would be around you. I mean, I gave like when I think back on it, like I definitely gave, but I wasn't trying to, I didn't think this was, like a show but like I was emotional I was upset knowing that this kid had passed away like that like I was saying things like that it was making me sad right right so I was like you were leading him into believing that you could be vulnerable to his to this experience yeah Yeah. he's also he's also doing 10 seances a day so is he talking a day three three a day but is he talking to this child killer like multiple times all the time (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) All the time. Because <laughs> otherwise, like, the other like... people are getting ripped off. We're getting the best show. And they did, he did do something with two people. The two people that audibly early on said they were feeling not well or feeling something was happening. He asked them each questions, very specific questions, and their answers led to the story. It would be like, you're on a farm. Like, they would say farm. They would say... Uh, a season and from what I know like there's ways that you can specific words if you say the right things you can make someone say what you want so that was another part like later on when me and Eli were talking about it it's like that seems how how could how could they have really done that how could they have really said all those things perfectly did you choose your seat yeah I think so yeah you did yeah we did yeah, I'm also wondering not, if it's, it's just it, if you sat in that certain spot as well. Hmm, I don't were know. You, were you, like, directly across or beside him? It was a big room, and these tables were tiny. There were two tiny tables. He was all the way at the end. He was not near me. But the two tables were basically in front of me and Eli. But there, it was a whole circle, uh, an oval, honestly. It was so big. But the thing is that's hard about it is, like, even talking about it still, like, I get emotional. Like, I really felt scared. I really felt sad. I really felt like I wanted this little kid to be okay. And it is so confusing. And 
like, I even thought, like, I told one of the makeup artists at the place I work at, and they were like, you need to email him. You need to email him and tell him what he did was wrong. But I'm like, I don't want to. I don't even want to tell him that it affected me mentally because I don't even want him to know because I don't want to get a response that's like, no, it was real. No, it was. And then that will just make me more messed up. So have you experienced anything since leaving? Not a single thing. Okay. Not even like not even like an inkling of anything. Well, I think what you were experiencing, though, a lot of it, too, like getting emotional and everything was just a heightened sense of empathy. Yeah. Um, and um, like to feel that empathy, it's a big thing in like performers, right? Like it's um, taking like acting classes and stuff like heightening that empathy is a big part of it. Yeah, um, I was Meryl Streeping. And I'm yeah. not even a good actor. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, really, like, you... you That's how you know the ghost was real, because you were acting good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad at it. Like, I can't, like, like I'm comedic, but, like, actual... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I feel like you... I've never heard of this guy. I'm curious to, like, now explore. Like, I am petrified. I, even though I we do paranormal podcasts... I don't even go to haunted houses that are completely performative and have no actual paranormal, like, shouldn't be, I am just petrified of everything. So that would have, like, even though I I guess I'm an empathetic person, but I would also have had quite a similar reaction, I think, as you did in a situation like that, especially if you were being targeted in the way that it sounds like with the cross and uh, and and the ringing of the phone like that stuff would freak me out um I'm just curious to know of other people who have gone there and what they've experienced and if it mirrors anything that you experienced to kind of verify whether or not it's something that just happened with you or if this is something that happens all the time when people go and it's something that he just does to set the tone because there are a lot of people who play on people's emotions and try and convince them that they're experiencing stuff that they're actually not and we've actually done episodes on psychics and people who are frauds so this is interesting yeah I I, uh, before I was messaging uh, Cody on Instagram saying I had a few questions for him so can I because I am I asked James this um, and he didn't really answer it. <laughs> so, like, I like believing, I guess, in, like, I guess I like believing in good spirits, but I find it, why would, why would there be negative spirits? And well, that, I guess that's the big question is, why would they, if, if I, I go on the more spiritual side of things, I'll hear that we are all one energy, we're all love, and and you know we could reincarnate and I think I like that a lot more but then the idea of the spirits that are trapped forever in their pain to the point of wanting to haunt other people or let them know it's hard for me to believe that so I'd like because I know that you see things and believe um so can you explain to me negative spirits yeah, let me uh, let me go into what I believe in because I think that that's gonna kind of uh, shape it a little more. Um, okay. But like personally, I've never been a religious person. Like I I I don't believe in religion. So like good and evil and everything. I think we're all just 
people in general. So, like, that's more along the lines of how, like, um, my kind of experience kind of align with it and the way that I would um, kind of take my experiences and put them into an explanation is that it is very energy-based. I think that we are dealing with kind of um, residual um, energies that put um, emotion onto you and allow you to empathize. So I think when when you do see something, you're seeing energy or you're seeing something that is putting a certain emotion on you, um, whether it be uh, sadness that they had before or whether it be anger or fear or anything like that. I think more so that it is putting that energy on you to make you feel what they're feeling or allow you to empathize with them. Like if, if a traumatic event happened in the location that you were, it's like the energy of that trauma is kind of being transferred, I guess, onto how you feel in that environment I I, I, I hear that and it makes sense to me but then I'm like wait do you not believe that there's a ghost right there being like feel this I am here all the time or it's just an energy I mean uh, some are like yeah uh, something like a day to day you know like uh, I don't know I got nothing to tell anyone <laughs> you know <laughs> wait I don't but, get the ghost has nothing to tell anyone yeah some some might not have anything to say you know, so like, it is still a ghost. There it's, are boring yeah. ghosts. I think, but they're just yeah. But even the term, indifferent, even the term ghosts, like I, I don't know, like um, because I get I, the I, energy I, thing that made sense yeah. to me. It made me think it's residual, it's leftover, but it didn't make me think there's an actual soul person there. But then what I'm saying is, is there in your opinion? Yeah, I, I don't think I believe in like um, an actual like person, like an going, intelligent ghost. An intelligent ghost. I think that I, I'm more along the lines of residual energy, or even like um, along the lines of uh, the possibility of like another uh, dimension or something like that. Okay. Um, Do you believe in demons? Uh, no, even though I've seen, like, dark figures and stuff like that, that I, I don't know how to really explain those, but I don't think that it would be something like a demon. I think maybe it could just be, a res- like, some kind of residual energy or even, That's like... That's really dark. That could, that, yeah, it could be what they're feeling is dark, that energy. It could be, like, anger in there or that they are feeling fear so pass that on to you kind of thing so do you think that that energies can travel is like is it do you have to be in the location where that incident occurred or can energy negative energies travel with whatever kind of if you're open to it um like and follow people yeah i I don't really know um there's a lot of stuff that like i'm really like open to as well and um, kind exorcism. of just yeah. <laughs> what do you think about them? Um, exorcisms, because they they. I mean, I don't know if they actually would do anything. I don't think I believe in like possession or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I feel like the religious origins of exorcisms kind of make them not as believable to me, just because I feel that they were uh, done as a uh, obviously people who are suffering from extreme possible mental health issues and using this as a 
excuse to say like a demon had possessed them but we've also done stories about exorcisms and they seem very beyond just mental health cases so it's 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 a debate it's really i don't know i it's because i used to be a huge skeptic and then i would do stories and research all this stuff and i'm like who makes this stuff up like why would you make it up i don't know it just seems weird that someone would make up an event like that uh if they didn't actually uh experience it but but you know how when you tell a story and then you accidentally lie a little and then you tell it again and then you lie some more that's yeah. i think that's what it is because I, I, not everyone has the same brain but it gets foggy like for me memories sure. get foggy and what remains mm-hmm. is the emotion so yeah. you're talking yeah. about the emotion not the this plus this plus this equals that we ain't talking math we talking no. moods yeah no i i agree i agree i think a lot of stories that are told are definitely driven by uh, emotion and mood and maybe not necessarily uh, factual uh, experiences or what actually you know the reality gets a little blurred after the story a gets little told broken a little. telephone going on you know yeah yeah, yeah. Cody, I, but I liked your answer a lot and it's nice it's a new sort of way for me to see it and think about it and it definitely feels more easy for me to grasp my mind around because I don't like the idea of I'm stuck here and my life is on a loop and I'm walking through the same wall because it wasn't a wall a hundred years ago and that makes me sad and I also for people I love that have passed on I don't want them to be stuck totally totally right I agree with that yeah I think that um I don't know. Uh, the thing with like the uh, the stories over time, right? Like uh, a lot of people's do change, and um, memory um, kind of uh, changes those. And you're right; it's exactly what you feel. That's why I'm kind of like glad that I've been doing like uh, my podcast too. Spooked for uh, we've been doing it over six years, and like uh-huh. some of the experiences that I had, we recorded the next day, right? Yeah. Uh, so I yes. have. I have like the uh, documentation where like because um, I host mine with a skeptic and he's like oh you could be misremembering I'm like no we were there that next day we recorded oh, I know this is what happened <laughs> I need to listen yeah. to an episode stat because I'm like I want to hear one of these tales <laughs> yeah I, I feel like there are people I think that it's what's the word when people are um, when they go on your questioning them in like a jury or like on oh under oath when when they're not reliable versus reliable um kind of I think it's just unreliable witnesses isn't it witnesses yes and I feel like it's the same thing with the paranormal I feel like there's unreliable and reliable uh witnesses of paranormal and it's kind of deciding and I feel like for me, I know Cody, I see him as a reliable witness. So I don't want, I don't really, I don't go like that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah. people like the guy that you were with seems to me like he has a business uh, around what he does and he may or may not be a reliable source yeah. for that kind of experience. Well, even uh, if Because it, I even- feel like he needs to promote himself and even even yeah. if it was real i don't want it to be because it hurt yeah. and it made me sad <laughs> for sure. right. so for sure that and that's that's like why i was talking about the all or nothing thinking like i go in and out because it so affects me that i would rather not be with it 
I, you know, like I saw yesterday, what was the movie I saw last night in Soho? Late night, last night in Soho. I swear, I swear, I decided to walk home. My goodness, that movie was playing in my brain. The street lights were brighter. The world was dizzying. Every man was evil. And it was just like, that's me getting affected right there, right then. And I kind of digged it there. Yeah, I can handle it. I can handle it for 15 minutes. But when we, if I like, even in high school, I started, I got, I got to the point where I was watching so many YouTube documentaries about murderers that I would go into my musical theater class and I got sat down and they said, you have to stop because you aren't performing properly. (laughs) I'd be like, hey guys, you want to hear about the clown? And they're like, no, we want you to sing Good Morning Baltimore. (laughs) 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 So that's, that's why, and I want to like, and I I don't want to I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't want to come across like I don't believe you, Cody, at all. I do, and I'm glad you answered my question, because it is a question, and I'm sure lots of people have different answers, and it's nice to hear them. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like, you hear these stories, and honestly, like, a lot of the stories, I don't know if I would believe or anything like that, too. Like, I I hear stories about ghosts all the time, and the only reason I believe in ghosts is just I have to believe in what I've personally seen. So, I understand. Do you see nice things, or are they mostly negative? Or is it both? Is Um, that too personal? No, no, no. I've like I I'm not seeing ghosts every day or anything like that, you know. But um, I I've had different. Um, I've had uh, I've seen sadness. I've seen something darker. Um, and I've uh, I guess had a lot a lot as a kid where it was just seeing people. I guess. Um, but yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's. Um, I. I, I don't feel like this episode is. I'm gonna get a lot of listener mail from this episode of people being like, "This happened to me." Don't question what has happened in my life. But like, it. Yeah. I mean, where I'm inclined to believe, like, there are people who listen to this podcast who send us stories, and Cody read one of those stories a few weeks ago, and I believe every word this girl says to me like I do not question whether or not that it happened to her she is a very reliable person so I'm just like I I can't I can't fully go into I don't believe mode when I get these people sending me stuff over and over and over again and they're not they're they're not story like they're not it doesn't feel like it's a story that they've narrated it's a it's an experience and you feel it in how they they explain what has happened you can feel the fear or the um the and and they're different they're not the same every time either so it's just it feels like um it depends on who you you hear it from but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm inclined to believe my personal opinion about what you experienced, Spencer, was that this may have been a performative thing, and I don't think that you should be scared of what you actually saw Yay. and experienced. I really don't. <laughs> Yay. What do you yeah. think, Cody? I, I Do you agree? I think it was real and that you should never sleep again. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> Honestly, Cody, I was scared when I was telling it that you're going to be like, he's behind you. <laughs> and I kept oh, thinking that. And Eli's kind of like in the corner of the camera and I like saw him and I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I was like, Cody was right. Even though you didn't even say that. But that, that was what I was thinking. And my whole life, 
I'm trying to find stability and be able to see two things exist and not be like one thing is real and one thing isn't. So it's nice to talk about this and find that bridge between two where it doesn't have to not exist for six years and have to exist for another six where it could be there's a possible merger of the two. Mm -hmm. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, and I can tell you for comfort for you that if... Um, anything that I've experienced or seen or tried to interact with has never came close to even like harming or trying to do anything like that. That That's I don't nice. think that exists. Okay, I don't I think like that, that. It, it can hurt you or anything like that. Yay, Eli, how do you feel? I have that song stuck in my head. Uh, <laughs> what song? Spirits in my head and they won't go. Ooh, oh. do and they won't blow. They won't blow. Uh, oh, yeah, they won't blow the hair. They're not allowed. Yeah, they won't. <laughs> there it is. Not allowed. That's, there you go. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Eli's a ghost. Wait. I blew on Spencer's hair. I don't know. I, that wasn't a good joke. Because we just established ghosts can't blow. <laughs> they can in Ghostbusters. <laughs> You've been quiet for too long. Uh, <laughs> Dan Aykroyd got a blowjob in Ghostbusters from yeah. a ghost. He did. Yeah. There's a new Ghostbusters coming out tomorrow, I'm pretty sure. Maybe he'll get another is? one. I think so. Yeah. How am I so not With on... the world's sexiest man. Who? No. Paul Rudd. <gasps> really? Yeah. yeah. Is there more yeah. Ghostbusters than just him? There's uh, Ackroyd and uh, Bill Murray no. and oh, no. um, what's what? that? Uh, um, oh, no. Ernie Hudson. Yeah, the whole crew. What? The whole crew. What? I remember them talking about remaking it, but I didn't realize it's coming out tomorrow. I didn't even know yeah, they I'm started. I'm pretty sure it's tomorrow. What? There's we were... so many movies to see. Oh, oh my gosh. I want to conclude the episode on a. Uh, would you rather not a super spooky would you rather but uh we've got a few would you rathers on the list and cody has one that he hasn't written down so i'm also gonna be surprised by it (gasps) oh so you get to answer oh sweet i get to answer i'm gonna answer cody's because i don't know what it is (laughs) (laughs) would you rather yeah okay would you rather here we go so i've got a couple uh cody feel free to jump in on the ones that you want to uh say but Mm -hmm. okay so the first one is and i just thought that this would be interesting because of uh spencer wants to know would you rather have friends who are much smarter than you or friends who are much more attractive than you (laughs) (laughs) uh well if they were more attractive than me i would dress them up they'd be my little playthings oh wear this wear this i'll do oh put red lipstick on. I mean, they'd have to be complicit in that. I'm real, not sure. real life Barbie dolls. <laughs> and if they're smarter than me, I would want them each to be really smart in different things. Like, I need a 
you're you're the best at uh, Disney knowledge. You're the best at, I guess, math. So I guess, honestly, I'd go with smarter because I think that's going to add more. It's going to enrich my life. And yeah, yeah, one, 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 one Barbie day would be fun. But in the long run, I'll go with uh, the... Uh, the brains. I want to know what adults are letting their friends dress them up and like use their attractiveness for their own pleasure. But you're a ten okay. out of ten. Let's <laughs> try this other dress. Or Eli, what about you? What would you do? What would you pick? That's a really hard question. Um, How is it hard? <laughs> Um, I'd go with smarter people, just yeah, so I could meet like uh, Stephen Hawking. Is he alive? Mm. Uh, I think he died. Okay. Those are the yeah. only honest, people smarter than you, Eli? That's, That's the what I'm only saying. person who's smarter than you is Stephen Hawking, the yeah. smartest person in the world. I guess if I went smarter, I'd only have one friend, Stephen Hawking, so I have to go <laughs> more attractive. I feel like Stephen Hawking is really smart. And he's hot. He's the smartest. Yeah, he did die three years ago, so Aww. just FYI. He's got a great R.I.P. Stephen Hawking. Okay, that was my question. Cody, you want to ask one? Yeah, so here we go. This is my would you rather, and it goes for everyone here. Would you rather be possessed yourself and your partner has to deal with it, or your partner's possessed and you have to deal with it? Easy answer. I am possessed and Eli already deals with it. (laughs) There you go. So you'd rather be the possessed one than yeah. deal with Eli. You get to fling possessed. your yeah. bar fall over the place. You get to have fun. You get to spin your little head around. You get to go clean my diaper. Like, whatever. You're the fun one. You climb the walls. I'm not going to deal with him. He's taller than me. You think I can You think I can strap him in a bed easily? No. Me. He can do it. But are what? you? let's think about possession here. All right. If you're possessed, are in lore or whatever, I I don't know. Are you seeing what you're doing, or are you in hell until you come back? <gasps> well, you tell me, Mister. You're the one with the "Would you rather" question. Oh boy. Yeah, okay. That you, Was that too sassy? I'm sorry. I, I I'm scared now. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's say that you can see you can see but can't control your body and you're seeing all the bad things you're doing oh yeah so you could you could be hurting your partner you could be killing people that's me but you love hellraiser you could be in hell with all the cenobites no he just said it's not that you're not in hell oh you're not in hell you're not in hell but you're seeing the hell that you're creating so you can't Uh, be in there with all the cenobites at cinnabon cinnabon no cenobites (laughs) what's happening (laughs) it's a great movie franchise pinhead um yeah no i'm i'm strong with mine eli you uh yeah i think i'd i'd be possessed just to try it out The newest face, the newest craze. Would either of you have confidence in each other to bring you back out of the I possession? Could I could do it. I could do it. I could. I could bring the light on. You could do it too. You're soothing. Spencer's really great at, at helping people, and and will 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 do anything to help someone. But I'm not so, so great at helping you. You know, I don't know if you have this, but like, <laughs> I find like I'm the best with like a stranger or a friend but then in like my relationship with my mom or my boyfriend it's harder like you say the wrong things the things you would never say because you're so you so want to help that it almost like I I get I'm worse at it does that make sense anyone relate am I alone in this oh the pressure (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> but I'm I mean, so good no, with I don't strangers. Think you're alone in it. Okay. I'm not good with strangers though either. Me. So I would just <laughs> say strangers. <laughs> what about I'm you? Not a stranger. Uh, stranger danger. Yeah, stranger Cody. Danger. Which one would you pick? Uh, which one would I pick? Well, yeah. I, I've uh, <laughs> answer your question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, if obviously I, there's a reason why you thought of this. I feel like you have like a a fantasy of being possessed or helping <laughs> no, someone who's possessed. I, I wouldn't want to be possessed in the uh, like Damien. I live with Damien here, and he's such a skeptic that he'll put me away. He won't try to help me. He won't think I'm possessed. Damien, I I'll be stuck forever. I'm gonna Aww. either die or be stuck as this demon forever. So I gotta have Damien, someone someone else in in my life possessed. Can it be Damien because he has a D name? Yeah, Damien is it the is demon? it scary living with someone named Damien? It does. Start I would with think. A D. I think it is. I mm-hmm. think it is. Why? Yeah, the Omen. D- I haven't seen that movie. I love you, Damien. Oh, that is scary. Oh, another classic <laughs> to see. <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, yeah, I I don't think that's scary. I'm uh, I'm a professional demon fighter, what? Uh, fighter. professional yeah. ghost fighter. Uh, oh, now so you're you a professional. You're not an amateur. Before it so was you, you were an it. amateur. T- two episodes ago, he was like an amateur, <laughs> a semi, a semi professional. Now he's a, just a straight up professional. I KO'd a couple okay. uh, earlier on in the week. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? <laughs> what would I want to be if yeah. possessed or, and, or take care of someone possessed? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I think that I would rather take care of someone possessed. Yeah. I don't think I'd want to be possessed. I don't really like losing control mm. of my of of myself, bodily functions, all of those things. I think that I would feel a little uh, embarrassed and would, just not. Yeah. Real question: Would you have a cold compress ready for the the demon possession? Because they'd be sweating bullets. Yeah, I'd have like, and I'd have like some holy water. Aww. Beside but what if me. they go? Ow! Would you stop or would you keep? Would you keep dousing? I mean, if it was killing them, I don't think. If it was my loved one, I wouldn't continue. You love them, but it's a demon talking. Ow! Yeah. Ooh! That's the thing you got to think about. You might have to kill your loved one here just to get rid of this demon. Really? But does it kill them or does it kill the demon? And then they come back as themselves after. Sometimes you got to kill the loved one just to get rid of that demon. They have no body well, possessed. Well, I mean, I don't if, really put up know. with demons that much. I would say I'd probably just go on and kill. Like, if it's not them, then I'm not going to enjoy them being a demon like I I'd probably want to get rid of whatever is possessing them and if it required me killing them then I don't know I don't know I don't know I have to be in this scenario to really determine but I I'm saying I'd probably kill whatever was happening and I, not I really hold feel back like we're in a movie right now I like you both are actors and I'm seeing the movie and I love it <laughs> Okay, I have a good okay, I have a good follow-up question. It's not the same, but it's it's still it's still good. Uh would you rather be a mer person or a centaur? What would you rather be? Come on, you got to answer. I know what I want, but I always answer first. No, you go if you know. I I'm a mer person. Of course I want to be a mer yeah, person. Okay. You can swim in of the course. water. You also have the benefits of being a human if your legs aren't wet, your tail isn't wet. You are stunning. I love mermaids. Yeah. I love mermaids. You could explore. You could finally, you know, they say something about the ocean is so unexplored. Yeah, guess what? You're exploring it. 
Okay. For the I figured world. that would be your answer because yeah. I agree. I don't want to. I don't want a horse butt. <laughs> no. My my jeans won't look good in a horse butt. <laughs> but I feel like it's such a masculine choice, so I feel like the men would maybe pick that um, one. Eli. I think mer person sounds more fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go. Because you can go like this. Okay. Oh, sorry. You can't see me, but I'm going. Woo. I, I saw enough. I I'm saw. W- enough. I'm waggling my body. <laughs> Cody, what would you be? Um. Yeah. I, at first, I was thinking a minotaur for a centaur, and I definitely didn't want to be a minotaur. Um, What's the difference between the two? I don't know. A minotaur is like a, well, ha- a the human parts the bottom, and then like the top parts like a. Bowl <gasps> oh, the or opposite! Something. No, yeah. no, 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 the other way around. Yeah. Uh, so I don't want that. I They're also regal centaurs are pretty pretty regal looking. Yeah. Yeah, but am I just like me? Like, am I still her. like? Like my bottom. Yeah, you're you. I'm bottom horse jacked, and then I just have like my gut out, and I'm just like <laughs> drinking a beer, and I'm like, oh my god. It would be the same being a mer person, though. Your bottom would just be like scaly, and the top would be the same. Yeah, but at least I could like swim, you know, and that uh, does like the abs and stuff. You can't really work out anymore. You're just stuck with whatever top you already had. <laughs> okay, okay. I could so gallop around and get my well. legs more jacked, but what's that going to do? <laughs> Plus, when you're my... out of water, you have regular human legs. Yeah. That's yeah, part of being a mermaid. Right. And I didn't know that. I mean, either one. Little Mermaid rules? Well, Little I mean, Mermaid is it, is... rules isn't that. But she had to sell herself she had for to sell... the legs. In H2O, the... Just Add Water, the TV show I grew up watching and loved... If they got a drop of water, their tail would pop out. So it's up to you. You can, e- even if I didn't have regular, if I only had a fish tail, I would still go with mermaid. Cody, you're mer, mer- person then? Or? I, uh, yeah, I think we're all going mer person here. We're all going mer person. Okay. Okay. You, you ask the, the next one. There's a couple more here. Okay. Okay. Here's one. Would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? What? I don't even understand this. This is like math. (gasps) Would you? Yeah, it is a bit math. Like 100 duck-sized horses. So they're this big. No, they're this big. Yeah. (laughs) Ducks ducks are... Horses that are tiny. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Yeah. yeah. Or one horse-sized duck. So it's like the size of a horse, but it's a duck. The annoying thing about ducks is they um, have beaks and they bite you. Yeah. They so go, would you rather a hundred of those little beaks or oh, one big beak? One big beak. Do I get to choose my fighting? Fighting. Do you get a weapon? Do I get a weapon of choice? <laughs> no, there's no weapon of choice. It's just you against the ducks. Oh, Eli, talk us through this. Uh, I think the tiny horses wouldn't really be able to coordinate, right? So you can just, <laughs> you, you just kick yeah. them. You just kick them. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go with him, because I think the big one would eat me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, but it, I, yeah. yeah. I, I think for me, I would go for one <laughs> horse-sized duck, because I love a challenge. Oh, that's why. I love you bringing that back up. Yes, Cody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like a bird. Oh, no, I can't do it again. I sound like a dove. <laughs> Someone fed me a dove uh, recently, and that was traumatic. What? So, How did it happen? Yeah. Tell us. Yeah, what's they the story? Made, Is that legal? I don't know why we're on this topic of birds so heavily. <laughs> but we're trying to scare uh, Cody. 
positively chilled right now. A backyard barbecue. It, it was somewhere like uh, it's in Selkirk, and um, they were making jalapeno poppers, and they gave me one, and it was delicious. And they were like, "How did you like it?" And I was like, "It was really good." And I was like, "What was the meat in it?" They're like, "Dove." And I was like, "What?" And they're like, "Yeah, we just killed them this morning." And put, and I thought they were, I thought they were joking. Like I like was like, "Oh, you're you're screwing with me, right?" And they were like, "No." And then they showed me a picture of the dead dove that they had killed earlier in the morning, and that I ate, and I immediately wanted to vomit because I was like, "What are you thinking?" That is. I didn't know jalapeno poppers had meat in them. They don't. Well, they don't. They don't. They don't need meat. So I was like, why did you feel the need to add this delicatessen meat to the to the jalapeno popper that never needed it to begin with? It has bacon usually. Because it usually that's all it has. Flavor. The jalapeno masks the dog. Probably. Anyway, so that I'm still traumatized about that. And then they they made them recently again and posted about them. And I was just like, stop killing doves. Like this wow. is so unnecessary. Um, anyway. I'm so glad you told us because I was really like, how did you accidentally get fed a dove? And it is so accidental. It was it's so a accidental. Popper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it seems so. very intentional on their part though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was. They, like the they definitely knew I was not going to eat it before they if they had told me prior no, to I, me eating it. I don't. They knew that. Is that legal? Is it legal to <laughs> to falsely feed someone a well, type of? Well, protein? No, I don't know. but like just to even kill a dove in Canada. I don't know if it is legal. I honestly don't know. You might get and arrested. The sad part is, this is I didn't kill them. He's <laughs> going to jail. The the sad part is that someone in the area was posting about these dove like these doves that were being taken in by families and being cared for because they are actually like not they're not meant to be killed. They're not meant to be they're they're like a family type bird and I'm like you guys are just slaughtering doves for jalapeno poppers like it's no big <laughs> deal I, I have to say it how much meat is on a dove probably not a lot not not that not that much but yeah. the meat and I will say this is like Delicious. apparently the best tasting meat you can get from a bird so I I'm yeah and I felt bad about liking it because it was yeah. terrible to know afterwards <laughs> um, little dove skull is the same size as a popper <laughs> how many how many letters were on that dove letters, letters. oh yeah. I get it because they're little feet has a message <laughs> eat me oh my eat God. me <laughs> I'm okay with it <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore <laughs> that's um, fine thank you for telling us okay. the story no eat worries was the okay. it was such okay. a good story <laughs> I literally it was so good. The twist and turn. You're going to tell someone else that story. I know this girl who ate a dove and didn't know she ate a dove, and it was really traumatizing. <laughs> and um, and okay. <laughs> it was delicious, but I... I uh, anyway. I digress. Okay, I've got one, one, final, one final would you rather. Okay. Um, would you rather know what happened before the Big Bang, and not the Big Bang Theory show, the actual Big Bang... Or the ultimate fate of the universe. Would you rather know the ultimate fate of the universe or what happened before the Big Bang? I'm about to blow your mind. The Big Bang is the ultimate theory of the universe. Therefore, I get both answers. Swallow that, swallow. Is that a type of bird? Please tell I me it is. a yeah, swallow it is, is a bird. It is. I'm it not is. telling you to swallow anything. I just wanted to say a bird's no, name. No, no, you, you, you did. That's a bird's name. What do you think, Eli? Uh, 
I'm gonna go with uh, know what was before the Big Bang. That would that would confirm whether or not God exists. I think. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of answers that can come from the Big Bang, which is nice. And then you still get to do a little mystery retrieving because if you just find out the end, maybe that's too much. But maybe the Big Bang is a light, nice lead in. What do you think, Cody? I'd rather know what my parents were doing before they had <laughs> oh to God. take care of me. What? Like, how did they you hang can't out? Just ask them. You don't like before you were conceived. Yeah, yeah. Like right the moment right before. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no! <laughs> I want to know what they did for fun. You can't ask them. <gasps> That's what you want to know. You can't ask them. They won't. They won't give me an answer. Oh, okay, that's fair. That's your so are that's you, your big bang. They won't answer properly. Well, I don't know what they'll say. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but if I'm there, then I know. Are they playing Monopoly? What kind of games are they doing? Wait, you don't play Monopoly. They might Me? be. No, I yeah. don't play Monopoly. I don't play board games, really. I had a stunt where I... Wait, I thought he asked me, do I play Monopoly? No, he's talking to his parents. Oh, do you... Oh, sorry. I got confused. He's asking his parents if they played Monopoly. <laughs> oh, no, but he was born. But you said what, though, yeah. so I was... You know. I'm your parents, and I played Monopoly. <laughs> okay, now I have the answer. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> We're so proud of I'm you. I'm not buying a response to that. I... Okay, I don't care what happened. That's the thing. Like, I don't care what happened before the Big Bang. You don't care? No. And as far as I'm concerned, the world didn't start until I was born. Nice. And oh now it's, Fair enough. And you now were the Big Bang in. to you. Yeah. yeah. No history. What was your first memory, Cody? Cody, tell us. Uh, My first memory, I don't know why... Uh, yeah, I don't know why <laughs> this came to my head as my first memory. Because it's... it's and I actually think about this memory a lot, even though it makes zero sense. <laughs> so I remember being on my couch, my dad watching hockey, and me piling my pillows as or the pillows on the couch and my bedroom pillows as high as they go on my couch, and then climbing to the top of them and looking at my dad and go and standing on the top and going, "I'm Yarmer Yager," and then I fell <laughs> off and hit my head on the floor. So and cool. I, I think about that a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna think about that a lot now too. Aww. And did your head hurt after? I don't remember that. I don't remember a lot <laughs> after hurts. that. I basically wow. woke up and I was 18 again. <laughs> how old were you? Did you say at the start? No, I don't. I don't know how old I was know. at that point. <laughs> I, I have no idea why it's such an ingrained memory it's of great. such an insignificant thing. No, it's so comedic. I love Yarmir Yager. I don't know who that is, sadly. Me either. Tell it's us. A, it's a great name. So. He's an old Czech uh, hockey player. He has beautiful long hair. Oh, that adds to the hockey story. Yeah. Wow. I guess I was, Did it was really. Did you have really, long hair? Did you have uh, long hair? No, not like I do now. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess it was just me seeking attention from my father. That's, do you still do job. that? I feel like you still do that to seek attention from your oh, father. Oh, yeah. I'm like, hey, Dad, look, I remember the whole musical Rent. Let me start from the beginning. <laughs> 
Well, thank you, uh, Spencer. Thank you, Eli. And thank you, Cody, for all your entertaining insights and uh, for taking so much time to be on the show today. <laughs> thank you um, both. And yeah, no problem. And I just want everyone who's listening to stay spooky um, and take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>